Welcome again to Below Average Gaming, where we disappoint you in a similar way I disappointed my parents. I am Josh, the forever mediocre, and here with me is Michael, the self-loathing scientist. How are you doing today, man? Why am I a scientist? I just, you know, think you're smarter than me, so I like uh, saying nice things. I mean, that's debatable. (laughs) (laughs) So this week, we're going over the fact that, you know, some games make you mad, some make you happy, and sometimes we're not mad, we're we're just disappointed. So Michael, let's just get right into it. What you got? What? What's making you a little sad here? So, the first game that I have to talk about that just, like, disappointed me. And I feel like... I feel like you feel the same way about this one, but for different reasons, is Skyrim. Skyrim is the first Elder Souls game that I ever played. And I had so many friends and so many people tell me about how amazing this game was going to be. And how much fun and how many things you could do. And the game just i i don't even know how to put it the game didn't hold my attention at all like i i to this day haven't completed the core storyline i've put multiple characters to the like final quest and i'm just so uninterested in what's going on in that game that i've never done the last quest like the combat's uninteresting the story's boring or like non-existent you don't actually have any, like, role-playing elements in the game. You just have this, like, all-powerful character that can do whatever they want. That that was the same thing, too, that I talked about last week with Oblivion. And, like, the difference between those two games with me is I've put, I think, 100, 150 hours into Skyrim. Despite me not liking the systems. But the way the game just lets you flip-flop and do whatever you want just makes it way less interesting because you don't have to actually choose to do anything at any point because you can just do everything yeah you can just do everything and the whole the only time like when i bought my first computer i installed skyrim because i bought a top of the line gaming rig and packed skyrim as full of as many mods as i could just like graphical mods to make the game look pretty and that's, like, the only time I really sat down and played it again was to do that. But, I don't know, just the game, just, I didn't find it interesting. It just lost my attention and didn't hold it and everything. You had all these different storylines of what you could do and different, like, side quests and things, but none of them felt captivating. And it all just felt, felt like, bland. Yeah, I've always thought that the uh, the Civil War storyline in that game should have been the main story. And then, like, the Dragonborn stuff could have been splashed in. And the game would have been more interesting from a story point, at least. Because the yeah, Civil War... Fair. Like, picking a side on the Civil War and having it change the way the game played out would have been really cool. Like, even if, like, towns changed or you got a different perk for joining one side than the other. So maybe you even had to play a game a second time. To really experience it. But that is both. Those storylines too weren't fleshed out all the way. It just feels like a lot of. Like 6 out of 10 ideas. Stacked on top of each other. And like. That's not how games work. You shouldn't have to stack 6's on top of each other. To try to make a 10. Yeah. And it's not like Skyrim isn't an actively bad game. Like the game's fine. 
But it just was such a letdown after how much people had hyped it up to me. Yeah, and the thing is, too, a lot of people run that game with mods to make it better. But I don't think mods should have to make a game better. I think the game should be good, and then mods should add to it. Especially if you bought it on PlayStation or Xbox or something like that, right? You can't have just free reign with mods. So you don't really even have that option. Oh, right, yeah. I don't have anything more to say on Skyrim. It's just, game was a disappointment. Yeah, which is the tough part, right? That's why, I like, I think the way we go about this is good. Because it's not that, like, any of these games that we're talking about are, like, actively awful. It's just, when something's supposed to be a 10 out of 10 or some amazing game, and it's not, and mm. it's really obvious. I think I have one game on my list that's actively bad. Oh, really now? Mm-hmm. We'll have words later. We'll have words. <laughs> <laughs> so, to pivot a bit, the first game I have on here is one of my favorite franchises of all time that just took itself off the money cliff and decided that selling millions of copies wasn't good enough. They needed more. And that's Tekken 7. Which, I don't know if you're super familiar with Tekken, but the game's never had paid content until this generation. That's like characters. So I have some numbers to break down for you. If you want to own every single character in Tekken 7, it's 133.49 plus 33.49. And that's in Canadian dollars, right? So we're looking at almost $170 to own the characters, which is fine if they're DLC characters that aren't part of the main game. Like, for example, Negan from Walking Dead and Noctis from Final Fantasy are in the game, which I think is fine. If you want to make somebody to pay for something like that, whatever. Here's my list well, like, of offenders, though. It's also it's also the same as something like Smash, too. Whereas, like, Smash Ultimate, it has DLC characters. But also, every character that's been in the franchise before isn't. So you have, like, Piranha Plant, who's a brand new character that's never been around before. That's a DLC character, which in my mind seems better. Yeah, like, that's fine. If you want to put something like Negan and Noctis into Tekken and charge for them, which is great, because it took time for people to program these things and make these characters pay for licenses or whatever deals they have to make, right? My biggest problem is, though, that there are characters that are mainstays in that franchise that they left out. And for anyone who's played Tekken, like, the main offenders I found was Julia Chang, who's been in seven other Tekken games. Craig Murdoch, who's been in five. Armor King, who's been there since the first game, one through six. So Tekken, one through six. Main character, he's $8. Anna Williams, who's been in Tekken one to six and eight spinoff games, including her own game, is DLC. Lamo Long, who was in, like, the Street Fighter game 2, the Street Fighter Cross Tekken, and Tekken 2 to 7, also is paid DLC. They literally took main characters who were also in the Tekken movies, too. Right? As terrible as those movies are, that's how important they are to this franchise. And if you want all of them, you're looking at $170. Which is absurd to me. Yeah, I totally the, get that. It was on sale, half off, and I'm still like, oh, so... That's still not a good deal at all. Right? That's I don't still pay, 80 bucks. It's, yeah, it's like $85 for 
And just for like the characters, on top of this, there are other microtransactions for costumes. So it's not that they're just monetizing characters, they're also monetizing their outfits now. It's just like, if you're going to put these DLC things into a game like this, to where like there's a competitive community for it too, right? Which sucks. Because like if I wanted to play Tekken a bunch, there's at least two of these characters that I would play in that. So it's kind of a way to get people to spend money if you want to like pay play competitive or casual competitive with your friends or whatever. And the worst part too is like Tekken Tag Tournament 2, which was the previous generation, had every single character that's ever existed, save for like two reskins and one broken character. And just no DLC. So I said this isn't like Something that I'm really disappointed how the game plays. The game plays great, but I think this is garbage. And it's like the only Tekken game I have not bought. I literally own every other game. I don't really, I don't really have anything to say on Tekken. Never played any of them, so yeah, which is fair. <laughs> so, what else has disappointed you? What have what's right. reached deep down in your soul and just tore it a little bit so this the 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 next game i want to talk about was like almost a roller coaster to play as a video game for me just because i felt like i was always disappointed in it but it made it for different reasons over the course of the whole game and that's shadow of the colossus oh baby Oh, baby, I'm sitting up for this one. I got words for you. So, Shadow of the Colossus, like, I played it last year. I, I like, played the remastered version on PS4, because I never really played on PlayStation until PlayStation 4, so I had never played the original. And I started playing the game, and I just thought the game sucked. Like, the start of that game made the game look really bad. Because you had, like, really uninteresting uh, fight mechanics. And it didn't really unlock anything about the game. And also, just... Didn't have a... Anything to pull me in and intrigue me and get me to keep playing. And the reason I kept playing is because originally this had been planned to be for some form of content. Um, that never wound up happening. But that's besides the point. But so I played this game... And so I forced myself to trudge through the beginning. And around probably like the halfway mark of this game is where this game completely changed as to why it disappointed me. Because the game became really good, but not enough. It became really good and it, like conceptually and like the world building and everything felt so cool. But then the game was like very clearly incomplete. There's a whole bunch of just, like, empty space that doesn't really mean anything and all this stuff. I don't know. Just, it, it disappointed me in both halves of playing it, but for completely different reasons. Because in the first half, I just wasn't enjoying the game. And in the second half, I liked the game, but could tell that it wasn't what it was supposed to be. Like, it wasn't completed. And so it's, like, kind of this, like, half-finished game that just winds up being, to me at least, really disappointing. Well, I'm going to set myself on fire here. And a certain community of people. The community for Shadow of the Colossus are the most insufferable people I have ever ran into when trying to look up stuff on this game. For, for like, the one major reason. Your game is not finished. 
there's all this like mystery about it and all these things where people are like, oh, what does this mean? What does that mean? It means nothing. It means absolutely nothing. They've literally gone on record and said, this game isn't finished. Like there's like this weird place you have to like max out your stats to get to. And there's like this tree there. It's like, you know what that is? It's an unfinished part of the game. They forgot to edit out. And it's like, that does, I, I hate that in games when it's just like, well, what's this they big went mystery on, thing? They went on record and said that there was supposed to be what? 32 Colossus or whatever. Yeah. I think it's around in there. And there, was, and there were only 16. Yeah. So the game's like half done. Yeah, and it's obvious that the ending of the game shows you that that game probably wasn't supposed to end there either. To me, right? Like, that's a very... I loved that. I loved what the ending was starting to do. And when the game ended, I'm like, can I... Can we have the rest of the story? You left a lot out. Like, where's my game? And I don't think the Colossuses are interesting. Like, there's a couple of them that are cool. The flying ones, I think, stand head and shoulders above the rest of them. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, I really like the flying ones. The last Colossus in that game is the worst boss in a game that is supposed to be good that I've ever, like, fought. But that boss battle in the end is stupid. It's badly designed. The boss battle was, like, probably the second or third worst Colossus in that game. I I think the last one's the worst one, and it's not even, like... I hate the last one. Well, because it's boring. It's just a platforming section. Followed by QTs. I think the really interesting thing about this game is that the gameplay winds up being like a pseudo puzzle game, if that makes sense, because it just winds up being like how you have to tackle things and what position and how to get these, like how to get the flying ones to come down and when to get on them and all that kind of stuff, which I thought was cool. And it's just, over the course of that game, I felt like the game really hit its stride around, like, the last three or so Colossus before the final one. And then the game just ends. Yeah, and I don't think the the Colossus were that hard to figure out. You know what I mean? I don't think they were either. But that's kind of my thing of, like, what if we had more? If we had the additional, like, 16 or whatever it is Colossus... Couldn't they have made it hard? Couldn't there have been super sweet things you had to figure out to do them? Because, like, even the last boss, like, the last boss, they tried to make it better to figure out. But, like, it was all telegraphed. And it was always the same. And it, like, wasn't hard to figure out because they made it really obvious. The hardest part for me, too, is that when this... Around the era of this game is God of War. And God of War did it better. Fighting giant monsters. I think Shadow of the Colossus, if you did it now, and, like, the same concept of Colossus, or even if they just put the game back out, but make it Shadow of the Colossus 2 and shove the other stuff in there, or, like, do it like Shadow of the Colossus, the Lost Colossuses, and just finish the game. I think that game is definitely super disappointing. I'm surprised. I totally forgot to put it on my list. I totally would have. But that game... Like, I beat it, and I was just like, man, like, I could play this game again and try to, like, uh, get the Platinum Trophy, but I'll have to go do a bunch of stuff that just isn't supposed to be there, because those areas aren't finished. It just made it so uninteresting. Yeah, and just with the game, it's just, it blows me away that this game disappointed me the entire time in two completely different ways. Because the start, because we played this together, and at the start, I remember both of us were like, this game isn't fun. Like, the gameplay wasn't enjoyable. 
And then both of us hit the point where we felt like the game was picking up and like getting better and we started enjoying it. And then it just ends. Yeah. And, like when it ended, the game was good enough that I wanted to go back and play it again. But then I have to go back and redo all the stuff that I didn't enjoy. Because, like, just all this stuff was really bad. And you didn't give me a big enough, like, I'm not going to go replay the first four or six hours to play the last one and a half that were good. Yeah. The the hard part for me, too, is this studio gets a pass for, like, no reason to me. Like, I, I agree that their stories are interesting. But they've released three broken games. It's Ico, Shadow of the Colossus, and The Last Guardians. These games are unfinished and broken. And they get a pass because people will, like, get deep into the mystery of a game because it's uh, not finished. It's not that, like, there is a mystery to solve in the game. It's just the games aren't finished. And it's like the same year that game came out was actually the same exact release year of God of War and Resident Evil 4. Like, if you really put those up next to it, it's just, like, the game wasn't good at its time. There were better games than it doing a similar kind of feel at the same time. So people that try like to argue that like, oh, it's just because it was just like a thing at the time. It's not. I I don't know. That that game, I wanted to love it so much. And it did hurt. As someone, as someone who generally enjoys like the underlying mystery to games where you have like the face value of the game and then everything going on underneath. Like, for example, like Hollow Knight. Where there's the base value and there's the gameplay and everything that you actually do in that game. And then all the little stuff underneath that like builds the world out. I love that in a game. But Shadow of a Colossus doesn't put its like mystery under gameplay because the game's not done. Its mystery is just in areas that probably should have had something happening in them, but instead don't. Uh, that game leaves me hollow and empty. Like its world. Alright, I think we can pass it back to you here. Okay. I have one. This this one's a pretty big offender for me. Because this is for a property I really like, too. Just like Tekken. I really love this. I watch this show. I put down South Park, The Stick of Truth. And this one, this one was tough. I pre-ordered this game. And I actually still have, like, the little... They give you this um, plastic Cartman from South Park with a wizard hat on. And he's got, like, the stick in his hand. And I still have that. It sits on my desk. Like, I really like the world that they made with Stick of Truth and the show that the game's based off of. Because the whole idea is that the kids are just, like, playing a game, right? They're just playing pretend. So the game is set in their pretend world where they're all wizards and knights and rogues. So they made an RPG out of it. And it's turn-based, which is one of my favorite ways to play RPGs. I love turn-based games, and I still do. I really don't like active battle turn-based, where it's like you're, like, walking around and attacking and then your meter builds up. I actually like just, like, the strategic kind of back and forth, almost, like, chessy feel of it. The game could have been great. But between, like, the load times literally would last sometimes up to three minutes. Which is, on a turn-based cartoony game like South Park, to me, is egregious. The, the menus in it are really janky. They look kind of like they could have been done on a PS1. And this is a PS3 game. And somehow, South Park managed to get boring. Because of how much walking's in the game. It was like playing Lord of the Rings, the scenery, 
And it was just like walking back and forth being like, oh, look, I'm going to go do this fetch quest and go do this fetch quest. Awesome dialogue and jokes like South Park. Walk 30 more minutes back over here and back over here. And it was really just sad because I'm, I'm a rabid South Park guy. Like I've seen the first, I think it's the first 18 seasons three times over now. Not including like the more times I've seen other episodes randomly, right? I literally watch it every single day still. And for something to, that I'm such a huge fan of, I couldn't even give it a pass. Because of this, how like busted the game was. And like, I know that it passed back and forth during development cycles. But man, if you have to scrap a game, scrap it. It's not like Matt and Trey, who make Cell Park, are lacking the money. I think they have plenty. So I don't know. It's just like. That, that feeling of, I really like this property, but man, did you just put its face in the dirt? It was, it was gross. Hmm. I've never really just, I've never really heard much about that game. Exactly. Because you, you don't need to hear much about it, man. You can go into its silent little corner. Well, I had a similar thing, too, that um with Doom that almost made this list. I'm not Doom, uh, Duke Nukem, that almost made this list. I pre-ordered that 2011 Duke Nukem game. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> out of nostalgia. Out of nostalgia and me being a bit of a, too much of a drinker at the time, I was like, this seems like a good idea. <laughs> and that's another game that, like, had so much they could have done with it. That game was so unaware of what it was, and it turned out to just be a giant misogynist fest without making it a satire. That one gets an honorable mention. And it's for the same kind of vein of an idea where there's something I really liked. Like Duke Nukem back in the day was fun. And I have fond memories of playing that too. But that game just was so cringy and awful. Alright. Do you want to Do you want to go next? Or do you want me to go next? Well, both of these are going to be real nice. Ah, oh, that's tough. That's tough. I know what your last one is, and I don't like it. I have an idea what your last one is. I feel like you have a stronger opinion on mine, so you should go first. Okay. Legend of Zelda in quotation marks. Breath of the Wild. Quote, this is a Zelda game. Quote, unquote. The main character... Uh, no, it's not. What does your box say? What does your box say? <laughs> Untitled RPG game? <laughs> this this is one of those games that shouldn't have its title to me and it's like I like Zelda it's the whole reason I owned Nintendo consoles and this game took everything that was Zelda and hucked it out a window Except it still kept it in there at the same time, and I hate it. I hate it. The Master Sword in the game shouldn't have to recharge. Like, that's like the pinnacle of, like, Zelda is the Master Sword. If you say Zelda, what comes up first? It's like, like, it's the freaking Master Sword, Ganon, Link, Zelda. It's just like, all this stuff is, like, equally important. And then... You make me recharge it? And then, like, you have all the other weapons in the game that break on use. 
I remember the Goron Sword from Ocarina of Time. It breaking was the worst feeling in the world when you first play that game. And if you don't know, it's like you go to get the sword and it breaks and you have to fix it. So every single time I have to fight an enemy in the game, it's like sitting there and breaking a million Goron Swords. And for a game that's about adventuring and it's kind of got a Metroidvania kind of feel to it where you unlock stuff. Why does everything I unlock break? Why can't I have nice things? Everything falls around me and breaks apart. It's like watching my real life, but in a game and I hate it. (laughs) It's just like the, the game has a lack of focus, but yet has a main quest that it wants you to go on. Why do I give a flying friggity frack about this stupid quest when you tell me to not go there because you never tell me anything? Like, I, I don't get this game and why people think it's a good Zelda game, if that makes sense. Like, the what? They're, like, the enemies are all really samey and boring. None of them remind me of actual, like, classic Zelda like there, like until you get to the uh, the water part of the game, I just don't care about any of these other enemies at all. And then I get this little bump in nostalgia, and they're just like, "That good nostalgia for you? You want some more?" And then you have to keep walking, and it's just like I feel like that game made me play it longer than I really wanted to because it just tried to like poke at me a little bit and be like, "Hey, you remember this? Do you remember? I remember." And the game doesn't deserve its accolades at all. I don't think, like conceptually a lot of stuff's really cool i actually really like the stamina in that game and how you climb but why do i have to like play this crafting cooking game in order to get to certain areas in zelda when you don't like having to craft yourself cold resistance elixirs it's like why why can't i just have the things let me keep them to get you to these areas because then it gives you like in a sense of accomplishment like i played that game for like 25 30 hours and felt like i actually had done nothing and they took the marquee thing about zelda dungeons and made them the world's most unintuitive sloppy puzzles it feels like one of those times where you can buy a puzzle back like from some science store where it's like ooh, get these rings apart that's what it felt like to me. And those are not fun <laughs> for me, right? Like, this is Zelda. You're supposed to go through the stupid little temple and carry some weirdo outside of her little fish temple, like an Ocarina of Time, and huck her off a cliff, and then, yay, you win. That's, like, that was fun. Like, as someone who, like, loved Ocarina of Time and that style of Zelda game, and even the old NES and SNES ones, this game has none of those parts in it. If this game was called Breath of the Wild and you changed the name of the main characters, I think, it, like, honestly, it just would have been better, right? Yeah. I I think with Breath of the Wild, it is true. Like, it lost a lot of what Zelda is. And I, I like the game more than you do. But I don't think it stands up to Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask, Wind Waker, Link to the Past, all these, like, really good, iconic Zelda games. I don't think it stands up to. And you've got a whole bunch of decisions that don't really make sense. You have this, like, you have this, like, cooking, crafting, like, type option in the game. But also, like, the interface for it is awful. And the game doesn't really tell you how to do it. Like, 
it's really hard to figure out how to do it like naturally. It just doesn't really come up in the game. And then you didn't even get to what, in my opinion, is like the biggest disappointment of that game, which is the final Ganon fight. Which is, it's built up to the whole game, and then you just fight bosses you've already fought or haven't fought, and then this giant, like, beast thing that's a really uninteresting easy fight. It's Isn't that just like the same boss from Ocarina Time again, then? Like the big Ganon? Is it is it is it similar? Or whatever it's just like similar, right? And that's the thing is like you said, the cooking part of it if it was more fleshed out and easier to interact with, then say that like they give you a recipe book. Like, hey, you know how to do this now? Here you go. That makes more sense for an open world game to me, right? Just like um with the like with the uh Master Sword in the game too, with the way that works, is why do I care about it? If it's going to break in its own way, just like everything else does, I have no motivation to go get it. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And It's not anything like the final boss from uh, Ocarina of Time. It's this, like, four-legged goat giant thing. Oh, that sounds so much fun. <laughs> And the fight's just really bad, and it like it's like horse combat. Horse combat. Yeah, in like in like the game that has really awful horse mechanics. <sighs> oh my god! Why? 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 <laughs> Why? <laughs> just it's so hard because I like love RPGs, and I think that's a thing that's like I always like try to like tell people. With games like Breath of the Wild, I am a person who's played RPGs for forever. And they're just losing the fun out of them for me. When I when I think about it, I wouldn't even like call almost any Legend of Zelda game a RPG. But this one tried to make it into like an, an adventure slash RPG game with the way that it plays out, right? Yeah, it tried to make it an adventure game and just did it really badly. The Nintendo bump is real. Here's evidence. <laughs> Nintendo gets away with so much. They do. Well, <sighs> you ready to brawl over this one? You ready to brawl? Let's brawl. Hit me. All right. So the game that I think has disappointed me more than any other game I've ever played is The Last of Us. Because this game is supposed to be good. And it's not. This is the only game on my list that I think is actively a bad game, and it's also the one that people like the most. I think you got you got some explaining to do here, man. This is I know I know I'm a terrible person for my takes, but now I'm a little concerned. <laughs> like this game just does nothing right. You you have this game, and I, I don't really know. I guess people are supposed to like like the storyline of the game and how the story progresses and all this stuff. But the story is like given to you in really awkward cutscenes, like some of the worst dialogue I've ever heard in a game and constant immersion breaking because apparently none of the characters have any like connection and like item permanence to the fact that they're still in a fucking zombie apocalypse. You'll like walk past a group of clickers 
And then after you're out of the group of clickers, Ellie will like start trying to learn how to fucking whistle. What? I, I, how am I supposed to get immersed in this game? And then like randomly again, you walk past a group of zombies and then suddenly you're in this new room. Oh, clearly the zombies behind us don't exist. We can just yell at the top of our lungs and nothing matters. I didn't notice that. The zombies don't interact to environmental sounds. You can like knock over tables and shit and they don't notice. They don't notice when you open doors unless it's one of like the specific doors where there's something blocking it. So you have to push it open. And even then the door just magically shuts behind you. So once you're through the door, you aren't dead anyway. There's like no permanence to anything in that game. Things just appear and disappear magically and none of it makes sense. Like, zombies don't exist, and then suddenly they exist. And when you decide to do this thing, a huge group spawns. But if you, like, shoot your gun, a huge group doesn't spawn, even though logically, your gun creates way more noise than moving this fucking dumpster. These are the kind of things I never noticed when I was playing it. Probably because I wasn't paying that much attention. And Mr. Analytical Scientist guy over here, just breaking this game. Did A Quiet Place drive you nuts when you watched it? We're not. No, we can't start on that one. No, we're, we're that one is being shelved. We're not talking about it. It sounds like I, that movie. I turned off my brain and it was fine. So maybe we'll have to do a uh, a movie cast sometime for that one. Last of Us, like, okay, it does all this. Games are historically really bad with immersion. Like, I I would say like ninety percent of games are just awful with the immersion, and because of that, I kind of get it. I'm like, okay, yeah, there's immersion problems, whatever. And I only expect good immersion out of the top games. Like, when I look at, like, the really good games. Things like God of War and games that I would have, like, had on my top ten list is where I look for that immersion from. But then Last of Us tops off its complete lack of immersion with a shitty storyline that's like the most stereotypical zombie apocalypse storyline with as i said the dialogue's awful in the entire game none of the dialogue's good there's no permanence there's no like immersion no nothing and they just like their their storytelling is we're gonna throw characters at you and then kill their loved ones because then you'll feel attached to them and it'll make it an emotional experience but like um, who is it? Walter or whatever it is, the black guy? Yeah. He like you like meet him and like all right, his brother died. I literally didn't give a shit because the guy was a piece of garbage and left you behind to die. Like, why the fuck should I give a shit? You gave me this character. I spent like half an hour with him. He's a complete asshole. Then I meet him again ten minutes later, and you want me to give a shit when his brother dies? And he commits suicide? Like, I'm not a bad person. But just killing off your characters isn't a way to breed, like, emotional connection to a story and make a story good. And then it caps it off with boring gameplay. The ga- I have never opened up a skill tree in a video game and looked at it and been like, I'm not interested in any of this. Until I opened up both the, like, upgrades and the medicine part in Last of Us. And I looked at the upgrades that they gave you options of, and I was like, holy shit, none of this fucking matters. It's interesting, too. And and then the gameplay, one, like, so, so there's, like, what, three types of zombies in the game? Bloaters, runners, and clickers? Which, like, A, 
That's really boring. We have games with more. Things like Last of Us have more. And once you get the bow, that game, that entire game is a joke. Because once you get the bow, you just ignore clickers and bloaters because they hide by sound. So you can just walk past them as long as you're walking a certain speed. Doesn't fucking matter what else you do. You can open and slam doors or you can knock shit over and it, they don't notice. As long as you're walking slow as fuck, which is a shitty game mechanic. Because you're making me play your game slowly as your main mechanic for this enemy. And that's awful. And you just shoot runners with your bow, and the entire game becomes a joke because there's literally nothing to it. Like, I spent the entire game capped on resources. Like, I had all my crafting done, all of my, like, mats in my inventory on, like, the harder difficulty. And just, there was nothing to it. You just, why is the primary game mechanic of zombies you walk slowly past them? It's not like it's about looking at their pathing. It's not like it's about like planning your route through. You literally just walk slowly through them because they 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 go by sound. The only part of that game that did the sound thing right is the part where you're in the burning diner as Ellie. And you have to avoid the glass that's on the floor because it makes noise. That was actually interesting. But the rest of this game, the sound mechanic is just awful because it's not continuous. Because you can knock shit over and they don't notice. You can open doors and they don't notice. But you walk faster than, like, a meter every four seconds and suddenly they're attacking you. Yeah, like... I just never, like, heard somebody approach the game that way where you're just like, I'm just gonna be a turtle. But the fact that that's possible... And being a turtle is viable and other sound doesn't affect the clickers like it should. I don't know. Like, I played that game differently. Maybe that's why I thought it was better than it was. Because, like, I was guns blazing. I literally killed everything. Like, I mean, fair. <laughs> but I, I, like, I always try to take the methodical part to that game. And one thing I enjoy from other zombie games. And, like, that game winds up, like, for me, that game boiled down to a stealth game. Because that's how I played it, and that's how it felt like it was correct to play it. And it felt optimal and unenjoyable. Where, like, maybe that game would have been better if I had just gone in guns blazing But I'm not the type of person who's like, oh yeah, there's three zombies here that I could walk past peacefully. Instead, let's use a bunch of ammo that's supposed to be scarce. Yeah, and if you're playing the game the way it wants you to play, because you think about how that game's set up, it wants you to be stealthy. Yeah. Really. Not to mention, like, apparently, I, I, apparently, this is news to me, when you get grabbed from behind and strangled, you don't make any noise. Really? Did you know that if someone comes up behind you and grabs you and strangles you to death, you aren't going to shout or anything, and you're just going to die in silence, and all your friends aren't going to hear anything? The behind grapple, the silent killer. Like, <laughs> like, and that's the thing, with, like, the stealth combat, if, like... If you had a mechanic where when you grabbed and strangled someone, it made some amount of noise, and when you shivved someone, it made none, okay, that's cool. When you grab and strangle someone, it doesn't make any noise. It's all line of sight. That's whack. I did not realize that it doesn't make... So it's just like no noise. You can do it right next to somebody. It doesn't do anything as long as they don't see it. I, I played I played on like the hardest difficulty that was available to me when I launched the game. So apparently there's a harder one that you unlock when you beat it the first time. And literally no noise aside from like walking quickly 
affected things. Walking quickly and gunshots were the only things. And, like, if you had a bunch of humans in a room, you could grab someone and strangle them. And as long as the other people weren't looking at you, nothing happens. Yeah, which there are games that have done that correctly. I think it's Splinter Cell Chaos Theory actually had a noise and a uh, sight meter on it. It actually worked really, really good. I really liked the uh, side aspect of that and the uh, noise. But yeah, the noise not affecting things in a game like that where there's such silence because of the way the world is done does seem a little jank. And I did like, I did go back because immediately I did play this game long after it was released. So I wanted to see if it was an aging thing, but it's not because there are a lot of good games from like 2012, 2013. Like, I think that Tomb Raider is just a better game, in my opinion. I think the combat and the stealth all works better. Uh, Bioshock Infinite, again, like a better game. If we go like back a year, I think there was something in 2012. 2012 had Dishonored. Dishonored Dishonored is... came out before this game. How is this game supposed to be good? This game is not Game of the Year worthy at all. I'm just looking at these 2012 games now you brought it up. Dishonored, Far Cry 3, Assassin's Creed 3. Yikes. Yeah, now looking back a little bit, it definitely helps me get your perspective on this game a bit because I just like didn't think about what came out. Like, my first thought, because I played the game so much after release, because as I said, like, I hadn't played on a PlayStation, and I already, I had always planned to play Last of Us, because it's supposed to be this great game. And so, my first thought, when I, like, got a little bit into the game and was like, this game isn't good, I thought, maybe it's an age thing. But I think the issues I have with that game aren't things that are, were, like, hardware constraints at that time. Because I feel like if I look at Dishonored, I feel like Dishonored fixes every issue I have with Last of Us, and it came out a year earlier. So, like, it's not like it's not like it was a hardware constraint thing, where, like, if you look at, like, Donkey Kong Country, and your issue with the game is going to be graphics or load times, you're, you're kind of in the, well, this is a, this is an era thing. It's an aging thing. But... This game, all the issues that I have with this game are things that were fixed before, that have been done better before, so it's not like it's a, well, it was just never done that way. And I don't know, the gameplay, like the style of gameplay it is, is like very akin to A Plague Tale, which came out last year, and Hmm. I haven't seen anything else that's exactly like that, and that just might be what games I've decided to play. But Plague Tale fixed every single system in this game, and made it better. Yeah... I just didn't, and I think I didn't. The most interesting thing to Plague Tale for me was in Last of Us. You have these like six different resources, like you have like whatever rags, binding, scissors, uh, alcohol, like all these different things, and they're only used for one to two crafts each. Whereas, I think it would be far more interesting if you had a bit more storage, and then your upgrades, like your like gun upgrades and all that stuff hook resources besides just these spare parts because then it makes this give and take of like just using bombs on cooldown isn't good and makes the game more interesting but instead it's just not yeah the- like i feel like i feel like playing a game like that i should always feel like i'm low on resources and shouldn't feel like i'm using things because i'm capped 
Which is what I got to. Which which is wild to me. That's yeah, that's rough. I'm just thinking about like the other stuff that was around at that time. The game definitely. I think the storyline and certain parts of it maybe hooked people a bit. You know what I mean? And like I your problems with the story like make sense. There are certain moments in the game that like if I think back to the game, there's certain things I remember. And I've beaten the game a couple times, right? I don't remember like a ton, but like the the uh, the fight with David when you're playing as Ellie is the big mm-hmm. one, and the um, the climax of the game in the hospital are the two things I remember, right? But that's that's really bad. If I played that game through three times and I can't remember anything else, the the fight with David was by far the best part of that game. Like would that game just? I think been... that was the best done section of that game, and it's not even close. Would that game would have been better if there wasn't clickers and zombies in it? And it was just humans, and you were literally trying to get her across the same distance, but for different reasons, and they just kept humans in it. Do you think it would have been better? I mean, I think it could have been. It, like the thing is, is the human the human combat still had its issues, as I said, like with it all being line of sight. But it just feels like you did human human combat at a 4 out of 10 and zombie combat at a 4 out of 10. Whereas, like, if you had just done one at a 7, the game would have been better. So, like, maybe you even just, like, axe humans and it's just zombies, but you put a little bit more thought into it and there's a little bit more there. Also, I think the ending, you should have had a choice. A choice the ending. Okay. You should have been able to choose to leave Ellie. Okay, we're we're digging in this. I'm not saying I would have. Yeah. I'm I like I definitely wouldn't have left Ellie, but it should have been an option. I don't because agree. I think no, I think with the way that game is, you're supposed to get attached to the characters, and that final scene, like the the ending, would be so much more powerful if you, as the player, have to make the decision to save her. I get that, but at the same time, this now now this comes down to a uh, maybe a perspective thing with me having kids, and I think that kind of got me a tiny bit on that game. Is the game's opening with Joel losing his daughter, and then him obviously like kind of getting attached to Ellie as like a surrogate for his actual kid. It made me think a lot on, like, what would I do during that time period, knowing that I have kids, and how hard it would be to, like, have that happen. But even, like, going back to the hospital and saving her isn't, like, the pinnacle of that ending for me. I feel like that part's fine. It's the very, very last, like, lines of dialogue where she asks you what happened, and you just, like, lie to her about what happened. And then in the, like, epilogue, she's, like... Look at me and tell me that everything you told me about the fireflies was true. You lie again. Yeah, like, like that ending, I think, was great. Like, I think that ending was great just because of... It just really hits you a bit, and it made me think a bit that... I think Ellie, and this is like a discussion thing... Of whether, like, Ellie knows, and she's just asking you to see what you would say, kind of a thing. Oh, I 100% agree. I think Ellie knows, and she's just asking you to see what you would say. Now that I'm... 
I do agree that game's that game's gameplay wasn't great, and I think it is the the story beats the, some of them that I really like in that game, and that's why I still like that game a lot. Maybe it doesn't stand up the way that it used to, but I still really like that game for a couple of the story decisions that it made, and the fact that it's based on an actual um thing right like it's based on like that actual like little little fungus spore thing is like a real thing obviously not to that like amount but it is like an actual thing that happens with ants and some small animals and i think that made the game more interesting for me too because like i knew about that going into it but i could see what you're saying about how the gameplay is a little crummy i still really really like the story i like points where it's re- see this is the thing i like the story of that game okay you know what game came out in 2013? What? Beyond. Beyond Two Souls. Yeah. And if you're if you think that that game if you think that Last of Us saves itself on story, and you're saying so, like if we're talking in the because this is being disappointed. If we're talking, I went into this game with the expectation of a game of the year. Is what this game is presented as. It's presented as a absolute masterpiece. And you're saying the story keeps it there. Beyond came out the same year. I don't agree. Beyond story is better. It's not even close. Yeah, like... The the Last of Us, I think because of the story at the end... I liked a lot of the stuff at the end. Probably hooked it a little bit better. It's one of those things. So, like, what's more important? The uh, like, what's more important? Is it the end of the story or the journey? The end of Last of Us, I still really like. I actually don't like the ending of Beyond as much, but the journey of Beyond was awesome. I love the journey so, of that game. I I think that Last of Us got the acclaim it did for two reasons. One, good zombie games don't exist. They're very rare. We almost never get them. It's a genre that is oversaturated with bad games. Also, when you look at a game, think to Shadow of the Colossus. We both were massively disappointed by that game. But we also both, when we finished the game, wanted to play it again. Because the last hour was good. The last hour of Last of Us was good. That's why you think it's a good game. The rest of the game wasn't. I hate you. I just straight up hate you. (laughs) I'm not going to disagree with you on that. I think you make a good point. You know, like, like what was there? There was uh... another game. There was another game that did this. There was another game where, like, the storyline, like, sucked, and then the ending was good. And I just, I remember you being like, the story was so good, and I was like, no, it wasn't. The last cutscene was good. The rest of it sucked. That's how I feel about Last of Us. Last of Us, for the last, like, two missions, felt like what it should have been. For, like, the last two chapters, the one where you're, like, getting your way through the city and in, like, the underwater, like, the, uh, like, watered over tunnel. Like, the flooded tunnel. Yeah. And then when you're in the hotel, and then right before that, the fight with David, were the good parts of that game. So you have this, like, last, like, I came out of that game and finished it and was like, you know, this game was pretty good. And then sat there and thought about it, and I was like, no, it wasn't. What am I thinking? 
That's... You know, I could be totally off my rocker here. I might be wrong, but that's my opinion, and I'm going to stick to it. I think that I think that's fair, though, right? Like, I'm just like looking to the last couple of years before that, too. Man, I like a lot more of these games than this one. Like, a lot of these games are like way more than The Last of Us, and that's. That's tough. That's really tough. I'm just like thinking. That is that is rough. That like the most majority of that game I remember is the beginning and the ending. It all revolves around like the kids in the game, and like why that affected me so much too. I think I would have come out of this game with like a very different opinion than what I have. If the dialogue was better. The issue is, is you have this like semi-stereotypical like zombie apocalypse story. Like it's very like cookie cutter as far as zombie apocalypse stories go. And you cap it off with just bad dialogue. I just, I thought a lot of the dialogue was awful. Like, I'm sorry. When Ellie said like, oh shit or fuck when I killed someone for the like 40th time I wanted to throw my controller at the wall and break this fucking PlayStation. <laughs> that's that. That's fair. I mean... And like Ellie... I, I don't know. Just like Ellie... By the end of the game I cared about Ellie's character. But she is also probably the single most annoying and most immersion breaking like, a companion I've ever seen in a game. Her AI is awful. Her dialogue is awful. So when are we going to play Last of Us 2? I have no intention of touching that game. Come on, let's go. Let's I would have given that... <laughs> if I had enjoyed the first one, I would have given that one a shot. If everyone who liked the first one says the second is bad, why would I touch it? That's true. I'm just really thinking about it too with the stealth in that game. The fact that Dishonored was around the same time is just like makes that game so much more of a joke in my head. Because I think Dishonored is one of the best stealth games ever made. Mm. And it was the year prior. It's just, it's that thing of there's there's the, I think Last of Us is an actively bad game. I think the game is actually bad. I would give it like a 3 out of 10. However, I see, I, I wouldn't, like, disagree with someone who would give it, like, a 6 or a 7. Like, who would say, like, it was a fun game. It was pretty good. But when you look at something that's game of the year, when, when something has, like, the critical acclaim and the following that Last of Us does, I expect something that is just a banger on all fronts. Not a 4 out of 10 and maybe a 5 out of 10 on a couple scenes. You know what? I think you've you've officially changed my opinion on that game a little bit. I'm gonna give you that. I I'm I'm I'm, I'm marking it down a little bit, and I think I'm gonna go back and play it again to like check One on what is, you've been saying. I I I I may actually go back and play this game, and I may cap out the difficulty. I may actually cap out the difficulty just to see if some of the gameplay things are fixed. 
just to see if it's possible that like they decided that the like the hardest difficulty when you first open the game couldn't have enemies respond to sound properly. Maybe maybe that's a feature that they decided to put in. I think it's really bad if they did, but it's possible. That I don't know if that'd even make it better. It'd probably just make it worse. I mean, it would alleviate me being pissed off about that. I mean, I would just be pissed off about the fact that it d- isn't a feature on lower difficulties, but at least they put it in somewhere. <laughs> well, you got me, coach. <laughs> Man, now I'm just disappointed in myself. What have you done? <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was better than this. <laughs> Do you have any... uh Honorable mentions you want to bring up? Honorable mentions, Borderlands 3. I love Borderlands so much. Why doesn't the motherfucking multiplayer work in that goddamn piece of shit still? How is that still not working on console? You can't split screen play that game because it lags out to 15 frames per second. Including on PC. Like, it just, nothing works. I have a SSD in my PS4 Pro, and it runs like garbage still. So, that game can kiss my ass. And the other shout-out I have, honorable mention, is Dungeon Defenders 2 and Dungeon Defenders Awakened. Dungeon Defenders, as we've both played that game for at least 500 hours... And is a big part of us. Those games were so bad that we started replaying the first one, like, this weekend. Yep. Yeah. Dungeon Defenders 2 was just people trying to, like, get money from microtransactions. Had, like, way worse, like, um, UI. And the level design was garbage. And then you get to the Awakened game that I'm still waiting for the game to work. I'm still waiting for lookable menus. You couldn't gain XP as a multiplayer party for half a year almost from that game. Yep. And that is unacceptable when you're asking for that much money from people to play a game. Like, I... Yeah, there's just... There's so much about Dungeon Defenders Awakened that I want to like. But there's just a couple things, like... The menuing in that game, like... I'm playing on a keyboard and mouse. It feels bad to be in your menu. Because of how, like, floaty and weird it is. Do you get that? It That menu reminds me of something I made from RPG Maker when I was 10 years old. Like, <laughs> it's just like, w- w- when your game is, like, primarily based around loot and upgrades and all this stuff, it has to feel good to be in your menu. And it doesn't. And it's just, like, even comparing items is literally still broken, and there's been, like, six patches for it, and it's still busted on how to compare items and switch them in and out. And it's, and like, if I'm on if I'm on a state-of-the-art gaming rig, why does the frame rate of monsters outside of a certain range go down? You don't like your five FPS goblins? You're no fun. <laughs> You're no fun. <laughs> If you want to make them 5 FPS goblins, make them 5 FPS goblins the whole time. Yes, please. And it, it's it's awful. I spent $130 on Dungeon Defenders 2 to get the Founders pre-order thing, and I want my money back. <laughs> yeah, I, I spent 100 bucks on Dungeon Defenders Awakened, and 
Admittedly, it's still getting updated, so maybe they fix the issues I have, but it's in full release, so I doubt it. No, and like, we tried recently, and we like, rage quit out of technical problems. Yeah. And we played, like, everybody's golf and, like, random janky games. <laughs> it's not like we have standards. <laughs> like, come on. What do you mean? What do you mean? Golf has the best mechanics. <laughs> its physics engine is perfect. Uh... Do you have any honorable mentions you left off? Um, the only one that I actually have as, like, an honorable mention is Fallout 4. Just because this game sucked. The best... I haven't played any of the earlier ones, so I can't comment on, like, the franchise as a whole. But 4 was just not good. Hard agree. I've I've played 3, Vegas, and 4. 4 was just, like, it was almost there. The crafting your own base mechanics in it, if they actually spent more time on that, could have been really cool. And, like, the gunplay... Yeah, except but, it was, like, half-assed and boring. Yeah, it was just half-assed and boring. The gunplay in the end of those games still isn't very good. The only good part about that game was the ending, where I took a chainsaw to my clone. Now, that was... That was choice. <laughs> I, I think the other thing is, with games nowadays, I think there are too many good games out there to waste your time on something that doesn't catch your attention. I am a person who is very prone to getting, like, sucked into games and playing them, like, one sitting. Like, Hollow Knight, for example. You finally got me to start playing that game, and I beat it in, like, four days. Yeah. Well, work, like, four days during the week, because I was working a full-time job. I got to my 100%. Yeah. And that's not easy, then. And, like, that's... If you don't... If you have a game that just, like doesn't pull me in and doesn't make me want to keep playing there's way too many other games i want to play for me to keep playing it yeah like i still haven't gotten to resident evil 7 which especially especially now that like xbox game pass and ps uh plus or ps now are a thing because now like before the thing used to be is you could buy a game once a month or once every couple months and then you couldn't buy another game but now like since Game Pass is, like, five bucks a month on PC and just has a whole bunch of sweet games to play. It's like, why would I spend time on something uninteresting? Yeah. Like, you can just play games through subscriptions and never buy games if you really felt like it. If you get... P and it's cheap! Yeah, if you get Game Pass, you get PS Now, you download the Epic Games Launcher and just click all the free games all the time, you'll never have to buy anything. Like, you can yeah. just play infinite games like and like yeah like subscriptions wise i'm paying like because between ps now and then game pass for pc i'm paying like what 16 bucks a month on subscription based gaming which is nothing that still means if i want to play a triple a title or i want to play a new release i can buy them every couple months yeah. right like i'm not buying one every week but just think you could also just spend a hundred dollars on fall guys i spent I bought myself a copy on PC. I I like that game. Do you want to go? I think that game is going to have a short lifespan, but I do enjoy it. Well, that's fine. Want to go play Fall Guys? We could. Okay, sweet. Well, anywho, I think I've made myself sad enough. So. Yeah. So this has been Below Average Gaming. 
we'll have uh, Twitter, YouTube, Twitch in the description down below. Yeah. And we'll you know, talk to you guys again next week. Yeah. Hope we didn't disappoint you as much as these games disappointed us. Or I disappoint myself every day. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> <laughs>